Welcome, this is Josh Rees with Mile High Church in Lakewood, Colorado. Thank you for tuning in to our podcast today. For more information about our church, please visit our website, milehighchurch.org. So today my topic is portals of grace, portals of grace. And an open portal is, we could see it as a doorway of our human heart, and it reveals our spiritual connection to the divine. Grace is something that we do not have to earn, but it is inside each one of us. Anne Lamont, she wrote this, she said, I do not at all understand the mystery of grace, only that it meets us where we are, but does not leave us where it found us. So what in the world is grace? You know, we hear it uh, in, the, in the Bible, go ye therefore in grace. Um, I had an Aunt Grace, and, and it felt like I always kind of had to earn her love. She was a character. She was a good person, but a real character. And um, then I was taught to sit at the table and say grace over every meal. You probably were too. I see some heads nodding. And, um, you know, kids not only say the dangdest things, they say the dangdest things sometimes when they pray. Okay? And uh, this story goes that one Sunday afternoon, a family invited various friends to join them for a Sunday dinner. And uh, she had the table set so nicely, the mother. And so she had a six-year-old little girl, beautiful little girl. And so she turned and she asked the little girl if she would say grace. And the little kid just kind of looked astonished and said, um, I don't know how. And the mother said to the little girl, well, honey, why don't you just say what mommy has said? Okay. So the little girl bowed her head and she prayed this. She said, um, oh, dear God, why on earth did I invite so many people here for dinner? <laughs> Amen. So the darnest things come out of the mouths of babes, right? So we have to be careful because of our great reflections to our children. But grace, um, grace is defined, I quote uh, a dear friend of mine and a great teacher, Jorge Luis Delegato. He said, grace is the outward expression of the inward harmony of the soul. The inward harmony of our soul. And then another great person that I just love his work, and maybe you do too, Mark Nepo, in one of his first books, The Awakening, he wrote a little story in there called Unlearning Back to God. And he says that each person is born with a uh, spot free of expectations, regrets, free of ambitions, embarrassment, free of fear and worry. And he said it's a spot of grace where God touches each one of us. And I'm pointing to my heart because he refers to the heart space as our point of grace. And so we can look at uh, psychologists. They refer to grace as the psychic. Ministers, theologians call the spot the soul. Union calls the spot, um, Carl Union called the spot, the spot of the seat of the unconscious. 
Then we have the Hindu masters that have called it the Atman, Buddhist, the Dharma. And Jesus called it the center of love. So perhaps we could say that um, grace is a point of clarity. In fact, when you read Greek or study any Greek, and when I was in the school of ministry, we had to study a few of those languages. And I was revealing because growing up in a um, Baptist church, I was always told, by the grace of God, go you. By the grace of God, go I. And I thought, well, yeah, okay, by the grace of God, go I. But I never really related it to me, I don't think. And then when I realized that the word grace in Greek means clarity. So by the grace of clarity, go I. That was really, really helpful and revealing for me when I discovered that. And also in Greek mythology, uh, they relate grace to qualities, the qualities that we live. In fact, they have built incredible statues to these qualities, beautiful statues, because they represent beauty, inner joy, serenity. So grace, what is that inner serenity? What is it if it is not the mirror of God? The mirror of God mirroring itself as each one of us. I feel very strongly with that. And so there's an essence. And maybe that grace is a field of essence. It's a field that, that is difficult to explain. I always like to feel and sense that there is this umbilical cord of light. It's connected to my soul. And when this body's no longer a suitable vehicle for which Patty to stay in, I will be beamed up, probably through that portal of grace, through that field of essence, and I will be riding on that umbilical cord of light. So I sense that grace is light. And it was interesting, and thank you, Jennifer, for bringing Amazing Grace in at the end of that song, because John Newton who wrote Amazing Grace uh, in 1772, long time ago. It was interesting uh, studying about him because he was a slave trader. He sold slaves. He also was a slave himself. And of course, one night he was the captain of this ship and a terrible storm came forth. He's barely holding on to the ship, you know, and there's this transformational, probably a lot of lightning involved too, this transformational experience for him came forth. Well, they said once he was able to move from all that, his life marched on, that um, it was 19 years before he died, when he marched on, he became a minister, and then 19 years before he passed, he had published a book and the book was entitled Human Rights, Cultural Renewal. So something had shifted for him to be able to write that book after being a slave trainer and a trader and also a slave himself. So that gave me a greater respect for the incredible hymn Amazing Grace. And so in that piece of Amazing Grace, we recognize how sweet the song, how sweet the sound that it saved in the original a rich, rich like me, or we kind of uh, manicure it to say a soul like me. But someone who has been dealing with challenges, it saved me, it opened me to see differently, to see differently. So back to Mark Nepo. 
in his unlearning back to God, he said it represents that passage or a doorway, a mirror in which the spiritual light has a way to that umbilical cord, I added that mark, of spiritual light. And therefore, as we remember the face we had before we were born, before we even came to this planet. So it represents a doorway of remembering, gathering greater understanding. And like the Greeks knew, they knew that it had spiritual qualities that gave to us an inner vision. Also, one thing about that spot of grace, the spot can be covered over with regrets, condemnation, of course fears can cover it over, and um, it, a need for forgiveness. And it's asking for a remembering who we are as a spiritual soul, as a spiritual light, to come back into that harmony, back into that humility, back into that which truly, truly is. And so I speak of humility. You know, we hear the word humility. And I think individuals, my observation, someone who's humble and kind, that they probably have learned that somewhere along the path. Not to be out there tap dancing and falling off the stage and whoa, here I am, but to be still and to be present and to be there for others. I think of a teacher of mine, Howard Badhand, who many years ago when I was asked first to contact him to see if he would come here to Mile High Church to do a blessing and to talk. And I didn't really know of him. I had heard of him. And I heard that he was a pretty powerful Native American leader. Well, when I called him, of course, I needed a bio because I need to give it to a marketing department, right? And so I was very... Um, in my head, and I thank you, Mr. Badhand, I need a bio of your life. Silence. <laughs> Nothing on the other end of the line. <clears throat> and so he, all he said was, you can call one of my students. He didn't even tell me who his students were. You can call one of my students, and you can get a quote from them. <clears throat> Excuse me. And so I did, and he assured me that people would come place was packed. And I found out later, you know, his credentials, if that's what we want to call um, the sandwich board that we walk around with, that he was well respected, still is, throughout the United States. He teaches throughout the world. And he's a character. But he's the last one that's going to tell you all his accomplishments. He's very, very humble. And he's also very, very kind. So humility... Humility is an interesting portal that we move through. It's a doorway. And I want to read from a um, quote, uh, Harold Warner, into the grace and the favor of God. Humility is a quality. It is a gateway into the grace and the favor of God. Also, I brought with me a quote from Carolyn Mays. And she wrote this in her book, Embracing the Castle. Our journey on life's path, we seek to walk with generous equilibrium. Life asks us to walk with humility. Humility is a quality of the character that we must have on the spiritual path. 
So humility understood within a spiritual context is the portal to complete the liberation, the spiritual equilibrium. So living in a state of being spiritually awake, we realize that true humility is rooted in our divine awareness. So by the grace of God go I, am I open? Speaking of myself, I'm asking each one of us, are we open to really sense and know that we are connected to a greater source? Call it God, whatever you're going to call it. It's not out there. It's moving in and through us. And Mark, when he spoke about that point of grace, he always would tap at his heart space, the point of grace. And I know that's an important piece for me and uh, many people now like Deepak Chopra and, uh, um, gosh, what's his name? It'll come to me in a second. He's a um, good friend of Mile High Church. A lot of the, the great, great minds talk about the heart space. They say this, this is our second brain. And when you think about the heart, the heart holds the electricity for the whole body. It beholds that light. It is a pump, a flow that keeps our bodies alive and well. So symbolically, it is an incredible place. And um, I discerned once through some prayers and meditation that where the soul sits is behind the heart, invisible as it is to our human sight, that that energy, that field of grace, that essence, sits right behind our heart. So the spot of grace, the spot of grace, how important that is to recognize that. So with the humility, and also another portal that we move through in our lives is the portal of courage. And courage comes from the Latin word, courage, cur, which means the heart. So a lot of times we think, well, I have to be tough and have courage and go unconscious with my courage. And if you've ever been around people that are really courageous, that courage has opened their hearts. Robert Louis Stevenson, he wrote, give us grace and strength to forbear and to preserve. Give us courage, give us gaiety and the quiet, the quiet mind and spare to us that. Ernest Holmes, he wrote this about courage. He said, courage is grace under pressure. Have you ever felt that grace under pressure? And then after the fact, someone says, well, you were really courageous when you were shaking still in your boots. <laughs> but courage is grace under pressure. And so I want to um, just share a story. I've never shared this story publicly before, but it's about a good man who walked with humility and was very courageous. His name was Lieutenant Carl N. De Temple. And I knew this man well. He was my uncle. And so the story I'm about ready to share was the story that my mother and his sisters had shared with me because Carl never shared his story. But he lived out of that place of a big heart of courage and great humility. And his story kind of goes like this. He was a Navy fighter pilot in the South Pacific during World War II. 
And he had shared on his deathbed, actually, not about the big experience over there, but all the little ones that he was saved from, that he never talked about. But he had shared, of course, with his mom and his family, what took place over there in the South Pacific. He was the pilot that got a direct hit on one of the Japanese carriers that turned the whole fate of the war over there in the South Pacific. He was flown to the White House. He was given the Navy Cross. I remember the stories from mom and all them, the aunties, that they said how proud they were of him. And when he flew back to Denver from that experience at the White House, he was a handsome man, and I'm sure he was really handsome as a young guy. And mom said he got off that plane, and there they were to hug and hug on him. And he immediately took off his medals, and he put them in his pocket. And what he said was, take me to Fitzsimmons Army Hospital here in Denver, because I want to go see the real heroes. He didn't make a big deal about the White House or anything like that. And so they did, they drove him to Fitzsimmons, where he spent the time visiting with the soldiers. His humility. I watched him over the years. He became like a father figure for me after my father passed. And uh, such a good man. How he served community. He never talked about the war. Hopefully he won't come back through the ethers and go, Patty, I told you. But he never talked about his experience. He became a very religious man. He served his community and through his church. And through our family, he was always there with food if you needed it. He was there to lend a hand, to lift you up. And so I've given a lot of thought to Carl, how he lived his life. He was not proud that he was responsible for thousands of people being sent to the depth of the sea. But out of that courage and out of his humility, he found his point of grace. So his story, let it be inspiration to us all because um, we can come to that place, that point of forgiveness. Forgiveness means forgiving, forgiving ourselves back to ourselves and to be able to live in that state of equilibrium. So um, it's been said by Mark Nepo once again, God bless Mark, love his work. He said that um, many times we cover over that point of grace with our regrets and our upsets. So I would ask us today, if that is still kind of there and haunting you something, work with it, let it go. Recognize that the light of grace has never, ever left you. Never left you. And so it's like a mirror. Mirroring spirit to us. We are mirrors to each other. So I have one other. My last uh, portal of, of grace is kindness. And there's a slide going up in just a moment. About Noong Kachag a Tibetan monk who was a monk for the Dalai Lama for many, many years and um, lives now in Boulder, has for a lot of years. Friend of Mile High Church. And he says, let us all be kind to each other. Kent Routenstrauss remembers his story. 
It, uh, many, many years ago when we had the 5 a.m. World Instant Cooperation for Peace. Some of you might remember that. And Noong didn't have a car, lived in Boulder, so God bless Kent Strauss would drive early in the morning all the way to Boulder to bring Noong here. And by the way, Noong Kachog will be with us on December 16th, it's a Friday, the solstice, along with Doug Goodfeather. Yeah, we're glad to have Noong back. But so he'd go get him. And so one year, Kent calls him and he says, oh, you don't need to come get me, I have a car. I have a car. So he drove over, and that was great. And then the next year he called Kent, no more car. No more car. And so uh, Kent and I were present when he was telling us this, and we just kind of stood there and like held the space, because this precious being, this man lives his truth, this precious being said, well, what happened was I got into a crash with my car, and I got out. And can you just envision this? This beautiful little soul walks over like this, and he says to the person, let us all be kind to each other. Let us all be kind to each other. Can you imagine the person that hit him like, just to remind us that that's a living truth. And so also, kindness last week, wasn't that incredible, the service that Barry and all the kids of this church put on? I thought it was one of the best services ever. And if you haven't seen it, you can tune in on YouTube or one of the channels there. But they talked about filling your bucket. And one of the things they were putting in their bucket was kindness. To put kindness in your bucket and to live it. Today I'm saying live uh, humility. Live that point of courage within you to be all you can be in heart and to be kind. And there's a little slide going to go up in just a second about a gentleman. Um, this guy, his name is James Warren, and this happened in October this year here in Denver. There he is, there's James. And uh, James was just, maybe you saw this, he was a stranger sitting in, he was um, he saw a stranger sitting in the dirt at a bus stop. And so that really touched him. And so he went home, he got some scrap wood, and he built a bench. And he engraved on the top of the bench, be kind. He placed it at that bus stop. Since then, they say he's built seven other benches at bus, um, bus stops. And I just find that incredible with that model, be kind. So we think, you know, who, what, how can I serve humanity? Well, serve humanity from that spot of grace, which is within each one of us. And so, in truth, our spiritual umbilical cord that I speak about has never been severed, nor will it ever be. And forgiving is to give back, to give back to ourselves, to open that portal Maybe it seems like in your life it's been a tunnel you had to crawl through, maybe a big open door, but to come back into that space. And it's uncovering the original, the original center of who we are. So grace as love. I didn't speak of love, but grace is love because they say God is love. God is an essence, it's a fire, it's a flame. It's a warmth, it's a compassion, and it lives within each one of you. And it keeps no score of wrong.
So if you've been keeping score of some of the things that have happened to you, you might want to take out a good polishing rag and polish that spot of grace so that you're no longer blind like John wrote in his song, I can now see. So something transformed for that man that he could see once again. So once again, Anne Lamont, she wrote, I do not at all understand the mystery of grace, only that it meets us where we are, but it does not leave us where it, where it found us. So I give thanks today, and I would invite us right now to move into prayer. And if you feel okay doing this, you're a choice, you can put your hand right here on your heart, that point of grace. We breathe softly into that point of grace, giving thanks for that spiritual essence, for that field of light, for that which knows, and that which even takes us beyond understanding. And so I recognize that presence of the infinite. And I call it by a quality. I call it harmonic love. And I behold that harmonic love everywhere present. In spite of conditions and effects, harmonic love is present. And so I celebrate this knowingness. And so what I behold for all our viewers online and all of us present in this beautiful dome of consciousness, Mile High Church, what I behold is that there's an opening there's an opening in our awareness of the seat of grace, of this inner power that is gentle and it is kind. It walks with us, it talks with us. It is our perception, it is how we see. And so I accept this, and I accept this for all beings everywhere. And I accept it for those who are in war zones as I speak. I accept it for all the children of the planet, for all the wisdom of the elders, that we come together in this spiritual family, knowing that higher truth. And so with a very grateful, grateful heart this day, I give thanks. And I give thanks not to something outside of me, but I give thanks for the spot of grace that lives within me, within you, within each one of us. So we just let go, let go, let go, and allow this to be a living truth through each one of us, now and forevermore. And so it is. Amen. Thanks for listening to the Mile High Church Podcast. This podcast is made possible by the generous contributions from listeners like you. To make a donation, please visit milehighchurch.org.